Hey, folks. Former Vice President Mike Pence is in the news this week. Special Counsel Jack Smith issued a subpoena to Pence for testimony and documents relating to January 6th. Meanwhile, reports indicate that Pence plans to go to court to avoid complying with the subpoena. In other news, a Georgia grand jury recently concluded its investigation into Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Now a judge has ruled that the grand jury's final report will, for the most part, remain secret until the DA decides whether to bring charges. A few sections from the report, however, will be released possibly later this week. An embattled Congressman George Santos is facing a number of investigations amid calls to step down or be expelled from the House. Joyce Vance and I discuss all of this and more on the Cafe Insider podcast. Today, we're sharing a clip from the episode with the listeners of Stay Tuned. To hear our full conversation and access all other Cafe Insider content, try the membership for just $1 for one month. You can do that at cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. We look forward to having you as a part of the insider community. So speaking of UFOs, (laughs) it's not a great segue. I sort of liked it. Speaking of UFOs and aliens, you want to talk about Mike Pence? So the news has broken, as it tends to break, that the special counsel, Jack Smith, has authorized a subpoena to be served on, and has served a subpoena on, Mike Pence in connection with the investigation of the insurrection of January 6th. That's not unexpected from where I stand. It does stand in stark contrast to the January 6th committee, who did not subpoena Mike Pence, who seemed to be satisfied just with having his chief of staff and his chief counsel testify and provide details. And for their purposes, they didn't need Mike Pence. Why does the Department of Justice in figuring out who should be held accountable, namely Donald Trump, why do they need to subpoena Mike Pence? Right. So I think for the January 6th committee, they certainly would have liked to have had Mike Pence, but I think that they were realistic about their inability to use the limited subpoena enforcement mechanisms uh, available to them to get him. So they did their work without him. They did a great job of getting testimony from his chief aides. But, you know, here's the analogy that I like that explains why DOJ has got to have Mike Pence's testimony. Of course, for one thing, they have to know, you know, sort of whose side is he on, right? Is he a witness for them? Is he a witness for Trump? Is he a reluctant witness for Trump or a hostile one? All of those technical things. But here's the factual situation. Imagine that you have the CEO of a big corporation and he observes a bank robbery in progress. And prosecutors really want to talk to him. They want to see what he observed and have him talk with them about the crime. And instead of testifying, he sends over his administrative assistant and says, well, my administrative assistant can tell you what I saw. That's obviously not the evidence that prosecutors need or are entitled to. And that's exactly what Pence is trying to do here by avoiding testimony. Yeah. So for purposes of the committee, where there was no trial and no trial expected, no charges were going to be brought, merely report issued, and the rules of evidence don't apply, it's almost as good to have the direct testimony of a chief of staff or a former chief counsel who can explain what it is that Mike Pence told them, which ordinarily, if there's no exception, is hearsay. If you're going to think about putting a case together in actual court where the rules of evidence do apply, you need to hear straight from, I'm going to use the phrase, straight from the horse's mouth. And Pence is definitely the horse here, right? I mean, 
his aides heard parts of his side of the conversation. Just to put a really fine point on it, Mike Pence is the only person other than Donald Trump who can testify about what happened in the phone call between them on the morning of January 6th. That's critical evidence for the government. Whether it helps the government or hurts the government, prosecutors are entitled to find out. The other stark difference between a subpoena that might have issued from the January 6th committee and one that appears to have actually been issued and served on the part of the grand jury, the federal grand jury, is that the latter is much more easily enforceable. And there are sanctions and it's harder to fight. It's harder to rebuff and ignore and disrespect. We'll talk in a moment, I'm sure, about the ways that they might be negotiating the scope of the subpoena, the kinds of things that Pence will try to agree to talk about and agree not to talk about. But a full-on ignoring of the subpoena does not appear to be an option. Do you agree? Here's what appears to be in the offing. It looks like Donald Trump is gearing up to fight the subpoena, arguing that Pence can't testify because of executive privilege. And there's new reporting this morning that says that Mike Pence, too, intends to fight the subpoena, arguing that because he was acting in his capacity as the president of the Senate, that anything he talked about with the former president is protected by congressional speech or debate privilege. So that's clever and interesting. That just broke that news, so we haven't had a chance to analyze it deeply. But it would seem odd that you would, on that basis, be able to prohibit any inquiry at all into all the things that the special prosecutor might want to know about the lead-up, not just what happened on January 6th, not just what happened when Pence was, I guess, arguably in the Senate and acting as, you know, in, in some capacity as a crossover person who was a member of the Senate. But all those things in the lead-up, in conversations he was having with the former president, I, I, it's hard to fathom how all of that would be covered by speech or debate. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and, you know, increasingly what it looks like is that Mike Pence is a man who is desperate not to testify. When you talk about the executive privilege argument, you know, I think we all understand that there has to be some protection of the presidency's ability to engage in limited confidential communications, right? Whether or not you like the use of the privilege in the instant situation, you need to stand up for the principle. But increasingly, it looks like Pence does not want to have to testify under oath. And that raises some questions for me. Yeah, but you know what's interesting, Joyce? Mike Pence, pretty chatty in that book he wrote. It's one thing to say, I shouldn't be compelled to talk about conversations I shouldn't talk about certain events, but if you get a big fee for writing a book about it, that's problematic, isn't it? I think it is. In the book, Mike Pence only has to answer the questions that Mike Pence poses to himself. Obviously, what he doesn't want to do is answer the questions prosecutors have for him. But I agree with you. Pence is someone who's written a book, made money off of it, gone on, you know, the campaigning that people do to sell their book once it's published. All of that he was happy to do. It's only when Jack Smith wants to get him under oath or Congress wants to get him under oath that he suddenly throws up his hands and claims principle. I mean, what may happen here, as often happens, is both sides take up a position. There's a bit of posturing going on. As I said before, the question of, of performativeness is a real one. Mike Pence is going to be running for president in 2024 against his former boss, Donald Trump. And as a political matter, how much does he want to be seen to be cooperating or willingly cooperating as opposed to towing the line. You know, he wrote his book and now he doesn't want to be overtly looking like 
he's assisting Jack Smith, who Trump supporters think is on a witch hunt. And ultimately, maybe there'll be parameters set about what is off limits, what is not off limits. In some ways, this might be a negotiating tactic, no? I think that that's right. I think ultimately there's a conversation about what sorts of questions Pence will testify to. And and you'll recall that was what happened with Lindsey Graham, although he litigated the issue when he testified before Fonnie Willis's grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia. And there was a court ruling about the legitimate scope of the privilege. Something like that perhaps is in the offing here. But the problem is there appears to be this unexplored constitutional question, sort of separation of powers issue, about whether the vice president is a holder of the privilege and if so, to what extent. And so the real issue here, if Pence is serious about this, is extensive, lengthy litigation that could interfere with Jack Smith's ability to put him in front of a grand jury, say, next week or two weeks from now. Yeah, so that to me brings up another question. There have been some who have speculated and opined that the fact that Pence is being subpoenaed now, given how significant a person he is and was, and how important a witness he is and was, that that means the investigation is at a, a very advanced stage. And they're, they're closing in, and at the end of the process, they're bringing in the big fish, Mike Pence. I think, you know, I guess that's possible, and maybe they're fairly advanced. But it could also be true, based on what you said a second ago, that they know there's going to be a long litigation battle about Mike Pence's testimony. And the sooner you issue the subpoena to bring that to the fore and to crystallize the dispute, the sooner you can get it resolved. Any, any fairness to that argument, you think? I think that's a smart take, right? I view Mike Pence as somebody that you don't want to talk to until fairly late in the investigation after you know what other witnesses are going to say. But it looks like Jack Smith may have gone to school on the problem that other investigative bodies have had. And it would be a heads up strategy to start issuing subpoenas early if you expected a fight. So moving on to Fulton County, Georgia, Joyce, you and I have discussed in the past this issue, this dispute in connection with the DA's investigation of election interference in Fulton County, Georgia, in which a special grand jury... Thanks for listening. To hear the full episode, head to cafe.com slash insider and try out the membership for just $1 for one month. That's cafe.com slash insider. To the many of you who have chosen to join the insider community, thank you for supporting our work. Support for today's show comes from Deloitte. Do you want a career that meets you where you are and takes you where you want to go? Whatever your individual ambitions, motivations, and skills may be, discover your potential at Deloitte. Right along with purpose-driven teams and a difference-making culture. Be seen for who you are and celebrated for what you bring. Discover your impact at Deloitte. Learn more at Deloitte.com slash US slash Discover Careers. Right now, businesses are facing tough choices. Do you cut costs or drive growth? Solve for today or build for tomorrow? Do you satisfy your shareholders or satisfy your customers? The answer is yes. You don't have to choose. With the intelligent platform for digital business from ServiceNow, you can say yes to unifying your existing systems and yes to accelerating growth. Visit servicenow.com to see how we can help you put yes to work. The world works with ServiceNow.